Is it okay to smoke on the show? <laughs> uh, let me open a window. <laughs> You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast. And this week, from the Plug Podcast, Bacos Plus One is Bushy. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. Today, my plus one comes to me from the Plug Podcast, a man who single-handedly uh, rigged the election successfully in favor of Joe Biden, uh, Bushy. Bushy, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, that was me. So America, with all this inflation and hot gas prices and Gouging. we can't feed our babies, that's my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, inflation. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> how are you, man? Whereas you were already you getting doing? into it. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I told you I had one little cheap shot political dig for you, and that was it. That's all I yeah, had. I, didn't ex- Nothing I did not expect it right out of the bag. That's <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, now, uh, when I'm not uh, um, uh, campaigning for uh, uh, Sleepy Joe and, and convincing the world that he's the, the finest president we've ever had, uh, I'm usually on on social media getting in fights with millennials lately. Um, I, I, have you? Well, first of all, Gen Xer, right? I'm not. You're not that much younger than me. You are. No, I'm, I'm 47. Gen X. Okay. All right. So th- uh, before I, I pitch it to you, I'm going to just explain. The, the, there's two groups of millennials in my life. The ones that are actually there, like my children, my coworkers, things of that nature, and 100% across the board, uh, the people that I know, they typically act like I did as far as, you know, the behavior and things of that nature. Uh, I think a lot of the stereotypes labeled on them are a little unfair and, and a little grumpy and old manny. Then there's the other group, which is social media. Now, these are the millennials that I like to have fun with, but they uh, they approach things like, I experienced something today and nobody in the world has ever experienced that. And I, you, you see some of this stuff like where they're constantly kind of doing that, um, you know, where they're, they're, you know, oh, I didn't have Starbucks today, so now I can buy a house. And it really got me thinking, <laughs> like, because when when uh, when my, uh, when my, my, my stepdaughter graduated high school, she, she had basically two options if she was going to stay here, and she did for a while. And one was, if you go to school, you can stay here as long as you want. Uh, you know, if you're doing anything like that, you know, uh, just, just, um, you know, whatever, be respectful, that kind of stuff. But if, if you, if you're going to choose to either put out of school or, or just not do it right away, do it, you need to get a job. Um, I don't care what it is. And then, um, uh, you're going to give us $50 a month and that, that $50 went into a savings account that we gave back to her. Uh, like, so basically she got in the routine of setting money aside and and then but, you know, when she did move out, then she had a little money that she could, you know, kick back. So it wasn't so that we were actually taking money or anything like that. And so now I hear all this kind of crap about like, oh, well, I didn't buy Starbucks and I canceled Netflix. So I guess I can get a new car. 
I'm wondering, like, did my stepdaughter think I was explaining, if you give me $50 a month, that's going to be equal to the bills you have when you move out? I don't think she did. And I don't think, like, uh, like teaching her how to budget within her means was, like, now you will be wealthy beyond imagination. I think that's the one thing that, now, look, it's a lot of tongue-in-cheek even when it gets snarky back, right? But but come on, man. What the, like, you, you know what's funny? Because when you say that, I didn't buy Starbucks. I actually used to sell vacuum cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Kirby salesman, and that, that was kind of a way we would hit somebody is if they're a coffee drinker. Oh, what do you do? Buy Starbucks? Buy Dunkin'? If you cut that down to one cup a day, you know, because you were talking about a $2,000, you know, $2,500 mm-hmm. vacuum. Uh, with the millennials, you're, you're right. There's two kinds. I, I don't like many of them. <laughs> wow. All right. I like this, though. A little harder edge. So Yeah, I don't like many of them. Um, they, they keep saying it's our fault. And that really pisses me <laughs> off, you know, because we didn't get a trophy just for showing up. Mm-hmm. We had to earn it. You had first, second, or third. That's it. You know, everyone else, you lost. Go to hell home. They have it rough because social media gets them depressed. Mm-hmm. We didn't have social media. We had the bully in school that kept punching us in the nose until we decided to punch him back. Hey, at least he wasn't shooting us. Well, this is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. We didn't have that back in the day. But I went to a back school in the where day, everybody we had didn't a- shoot each other. We, we took an ass kicking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I saw kids get their heads bashed into the concrete and such. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it was a fight. But everybody had a had a gun rack with a gun in their truck. Mm-hmm. You know, where I went to school. Um, they they did they annoy me, but I hope they turn it around. I hope they turn it around. We were all stupid. We were young. There was a time, Baco, that I was a liberal, mm. <laughs> and I was young. You're not and anymore. Then, <laughs> no, no. Then life started to you know bend me over. <laughs> And I started seeing things different. Mm. So so I don't know. Um, I told my daughter that uh, if she's not in school or she's not in the military, which is really my biggest hope for is the military, because that'll take care of both. Teach her a trade that she could do for yeah. 20 years, retire and go to school. I said, she just has to have a job. Now, I mm-hmm. didn't think about the take at $50 a month. I told her, I've been raising you this long. I'm not going to charge you money, but you're not going to sit around here all day eating my food, yeah. dirtying up the house. Go out there and learn what it's like to you know, live life. So it's tough. I don't know. I don't know. I know she's never been spanked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was never spanked. Um, slapped one time. My, now, my dad, it turns out, I found out in my later years, he was an abused child. Now, a lot of times that can spill into the next generation, too. He went right. the other way where... He was an extremely passive, nonviolent person. Um, just an overall, you know, a, a guy that wanted to be happy every day. I can tell you that. Uh, I, I do miss my dad quite a bit. But I feel uh, you. Yeah, I, we don't need to get. We might start right. crying if if we get too deep into that. But yes, we both. Uh, you, so ever. Much more recently, so my condolences on that. I, I can always relate. Um, you know, to the, the whole father and son relationship gets me choked up, but. Uh, the point I was going with there is that, you know, I don't know that uh, spanking is is the answer or, or not spanking is. I, I'm, I'm not really in favor of it. Uh, putting hands in a, in a physical way, I think there's better ways to communicate from the youngest age until as they, they get to know things. Um, but back to the millennial thing, I do think, and maybe that's the question I had for you. Do you, Don't you think that, that 
it's kind of a the vocal minority in almost anything on social min- uh, media, whether you're talking about uh, you know uh, po- political um, angles coming from both sides, uh, or th- again these millennials versus boomers leaving the Gen Xers out. Oh, by the way, I will say flat out, tons of millennials and Xennials don't realize that boomer actually means this certain thing that they can't just apply it to somebody they don't like. You right? Know, is that you know, it's not just because we're old? Those are the baby boomers. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think it's always a minority, but what is it? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. yeah. You know, so as soon as they're being loud and boisterous, <laughs> that that's where everybody turns their attention is let you know, let's hush that up. Sucks me in, uh, I, but but I'm I'm honestly kind of having a f- fun at the same time. So if I'm in, I'm like I'm like Wolfgang. I I doing this kind of for my own enjoyment, but. <laughs> He is a lot of fun to follow on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I do agree, and I, I like I said, I think it's it, it it's uh they scream the loudest, they make the most noise, and that's kind of what we hone in on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let the fact they have really crappy taste in music go <laughs> because I know people that like grunge music and I still haven't figured that out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was uh, different for us because I remember like every parent and, and person I met older than me was like, man, you have fucking great taste in music. Put that fucking uh, Creatures of the Night on again. Yeah, spin that bitch. Yeah. Do, you, do you have that fucking Wasp Fuck Like a Bee song? Let's play that again, son. But uh, oh, that see, that wasn't my parents. My parents. I was joking. Dad, like, I, I, of oh, course, okay, we, yeah, good. We, my dad actually gave me my first two Kiss albums, hmm. and then spent the entirety of the '80s and early '90s <laughs> through my high school career saying that I only listened to that stuff to piss him off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you gave it to me, man. <laughs> oh man, when it comes to music and my playing guitar, like my 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 dad and I do not share a lot of the same personalities. He was more of a uh, a country guy. Uh, not, I don't mean in music. Like he didn't like me- listen to music much at all. Uh, but he was a guy on the farm, that kind of stuff. I'm I definitely gotcha. a city person, uh, and I need loud music, and I liked playing guitar. And but uh, the best thing he did was just let me do it. You know what I mean? He was. I wouldn't necessarily say he was super supportive, but he never. I mean, he would close my door if it was too loud. That was the harshest punish. Uh, the reality I lived with with him. So you know, I lucked out pretty much on that end. But yeah, he That's was awesome. Not into I, music I come- at all. I, I, I come from a Southern family. Uh, I know I don't sound like it, <laughs> <laughs> but my dad was from Greensboro, North Carolina. My mom from Portsmouth, Virginia. Uh, my grandparents had a 2000 acre vegetable farm, 10 minutes from where the civil war ended at Appomattox courthouse in Virginia. And I would be lying if I said I didn't get my ass whooped, you know, the switch, the belt, mm-hmm. you know, the pants around the ankles with the belt, I never considered it abuse ever in my life, but it's also something that I never did to mine. <laughs> sure. You know, when it comes to music, my dad listened to everything. He, he liked a lot of music. Uh, him and my mom liked to have people come over on fr- our Saturday nights to play Pinochle when we were stationed overseas. Uh, so there was always music on the turntable, whether it was Hank Jr. or Pink Floyd or Black Sabbath or CCR or, you know, the Bee Gees or God, my mom loved Barbara Streisand, so I like like <laughs> all that stuff. You know? Wow! But the music made sense, even that old stuff. And now he crapped on me for my music, and I and I've really tried to be open, Bakov. Really tried to be open. Now my daughter is Puerto Rican, <laughs> okay, and uh, you know Latinas like a beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So the influence she's gotten from her mother's side of the family is that beat. And I just don't understand this young hip hop. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand this new pop. I am very get off my lawn. I am much more willing to listen to new rock and roll and new metal than I am to this other kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, and a lot of that that new hip hop because there is a sweet spot for me with with rap, um, but the, I, it just seems to lack the, the the things that drew me in, which is like some kind of hook and even like a, a I'm not a big guy who gets drawn in by a beat, but a nice beat that kind of thumps. But now it's like. And it's just like, I don't even, what is that supposed to, but you know, again, you get older and all that kind of stuff, it kind of hends that way. But uh, to, real quick, before I forget, back to one of your points about them uh, being millennials being mad at us. I tell you right now, if there's anything they should be mad at us about, is that raising such piece of shit kids like them. <laughs> you know, yes. I, I know it. That is our fault, man. <laughs> We're the fucking parents of this nonsense, but... Uh, uh, I'm not taking responsibility for that trophy crap. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying as a generation, we have to, as a group, accept the responsibility. Oh, no, that's not fair. I'm not about the collective. I'm about the individual. Right. Yes, I, I can tell from who you voted for. But uh, uh, <laughs> it's good for me. Fuck you. Uh, right. I will say this. Uh, with the music thing, I am, you know, I, I don't know if... I've, I've definitely put it out there. You're probably aware that I'm a grandfather now. I am now yeah, looking congratulations, forward. congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to like 20 years down the road when it's, I'm a little more gray and a little more with a cane kind of thing, you know, right. going, where's my Slipknot CD? You know, you know so yes. just to be uh, that, that crotchy old guy. Fuck this Kids, listen to your music. You know, uh, okay, so uh, Gary the boy, he got into oh a lot of like Slipknot and uh, things of that nature. I'm trying to think. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch is another one of his favorite bands. Jade was Jesse McCartney kind of Disney stuff, and then all of a sudden, a boom, a light bulb went off, and she was full on metal. And her metal tastes now are um, uh, is new bands bands i don't know of like i know attila was one of the big ones falling in reverse uh okay. th things yeah. that i wasn't uh, terribly familiar with until she brought it in um and, and i think the best part about it is that like uh, well slipknot is a band that i like a lot but gary liked them a lot more and i had nothing to do with him getting into it 
And nice. uh, like the, we we took him to a Kiss concert, which I I almost regret now. But, <laughs> that was my daughter's first concert. Yeah, I look, I I I, I, I challenge that because my, my my gut feeling is that like Discovery was one of the funnest parts growing up, and I feel that our generation is sort of kind of taking that away from them when it comes to pop culture and music. It's like don't don't you love Star Wars, son? Don't you love it as much as Dad does? And don't you want to go see ACDC? And at the same time, I'm like, it really is. It's, there's not, nothing wrong with it. But, you know, you should also, like, accept that, like, my kid went to see Kiss because I took them. And because it's cool. What kid wouldn't want to go to a Kiss concert? It's fun. It's right. boom, boom, basket. It isn't. It's when these chuckleheads, uh, some of them are, have their own podcast, come out and say, it's just good to see this next generation of Kiss fans come out, and it's like, and then you're you're pining about rock being dead. Well, you're you're kind of leading that same thing. So I'm very yes. proud that both of them, while they went to a Kiss concert, still went their own direction musically. I'd rather they listen to something I hate that I wasn't familiar with before than to just pull out of my collection and, and keep going with that. That you know, that's that's actually fair. Uh, when I took uh, my daughter Nevaeh, uh, she was eight years old, and uh, she was super excited. But you have to understand, she'd been hearing Kiss since she was in the womb, (laughs) you know, because they're my all-time favorite. I tend to play them the most. Uh, She had a good time. She liked Def Leppard. She doesn't like the Dead Daisies. She was not impressed. I'm assuming that's because she was an eight-year-old and didn't know any of the songs. Fair enough. But to this this day, I mean, she's almost 17 years old, for God's sake, and she's saying uh, the dumb daisies. Not a fan. (laughs) Well, it came time where I wanted to go to a show again. And my folks didn't let me go to concerts. Yeah. I, you know, I missed out on all the greats. My folks didn't have the money to take me to concerts. There was no like it. It wasn't even on the table. Like, hey, can we go? It was like, well, you got to oh, get a job and find a way to get there. But anyway. Oh no! With me, it was the whole uh, Detroit Rock City scene. It's bad enough. You have this music in my house, but you want to see the devil in the flesh. I mean, it was <laughs> it was that. I my had friends concert- who had parents like that, so I I, I can relate. It was horrible. My first concert was 96 when I saw Kiss on the reunion tour. So, mm. But, uh, you know, I asked her, I said, these are the concerts that are coming up. She said, Slipknot. She picked Slipknot. So we went and saw Of Mice and Men, Marilyn Manson, and Slipknot. Her wow. choice. The next year, so this is what's coming around. And, you know, Leonard Skinner was coming right to our city. So we went and saw Leonard Skinner. You know, it. Uh, I don't think she would say, hey, Dad, I want to go see... Um, I don't know, insert stupid generic rapper name in here. <laughs> Do you want to go? I don't, I don't think that would happen. Yeah, Lil something or, yeah. or, or Biggie Small. Or <laughs> mm. <laughs> Although I might have gone and seen Biggie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not me. Not me. Overrated. No, no. I'd, I'd have seen Pac. I'd have definitely seen Pac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't mind checking Pac out. Well, before we get into the next topic, we're going to talk about that Netflix movie, Metal Lords, here. But I, I have an idea that uh, as a man from North, North Carolina, you said, right? I, I live in North Carolina. Baco, my background's messed up. I was born in Germany to Southern parents. I lived most of my life either in the Southern states at military bases or in Germany on military bases until 1987 when they stationed us at Fort Drum, New York, which is why I sound like this. Okay. 
Well, here's but but you you definitely you, you live in North Carolina now, so this may yes. be uh, something that I'd love to hear your your thoughts on this because this is an idea I've had for a while. Okay, I always thought it was weird that you have a South Dakota in the north and a North Carolina in the south. I think those two just need to switch names. So up here next to Minnesota, we have North Dakota on top of of North Carolina. And then over on the, you have North Carolina or South Carolina and South Dakota next to each other on the East Coast there. And that way you have That's, South and South. The Carolinas are split up. They're not sitting right next to each other like a couple of kissing cousins. You know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that happens down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then they'll all say this ain't Alabama. I don't know. Yeah. So what do you think? Is that a good, you, you like, like if, yeah, if, if uh, tomorrow North Carolina said we are no longer North Carolina, we are now South Dakota and South um, Dakota did the same thing, vice versa. I would move to Tennessee. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm an old school Tar Heel, man. I mean, uh, my dad, still keep my the Tar Heels. It's just a South Dakota Tar Heels. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, and I know Tar Heels are a source of contention for you over this country guy. No, Who's no, it, no. The country guy is the source of contention. <laughs> he's he's a douche. Yeah. <laughs> love those episodes. I love your rants on that, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, my whole family on my dad's side you know, are North Carolinians. Mm hmm. Way down, like soon the to be farmhouse. South Dakotians if my bill passes. <laughs> no, we can't do that. <laughs> okay. no, no, I, I have a street with my name on it, and that's mm. where all my family comes from on one side. One side, Bushy Street, one side, <laughs> Bushy Street. Uh, no, Atchison, uh, Atchison Street. No, I like Bushy Street. Uh, is there like a Bushy Boulevard? <laughs> I, I want to open up a bar. Rock and roll bar here in this tiny, uber, ridiculous Christian town. <laughs> they call it Bushy's Place and have nothing but heavy metal. <laughs> so bad. Now, now, isn't South Carolina the only state that still allows uh, the Christian faith that uses snakes? Like we're the, the snake charmer guy? Okay, look, I am not a uh, religious guy. <laughs> I, I was raised. I, I was would like to go to a church. church that used snakes. <laughs> well, see, I'm terrified of snakes. Oh, me too. And, and while I'm not a religious guy, I will say that shit's got to be the devil. <laughs> 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 I'm not going. Look, there's only two ways a church could absolutely terrify me off. I would love to go in and listen to their silly stories. You know, and there's some good lessons to be learned from their stories. But if the church is up high. Yeah. <laughs> and has snakes. Those are the two things that ter terrify me. I'm staying away. So you're saying and you're it, not it, sure if I'm right that South Carolina still has the snake. I powers. have no idea.
Metal Lords, man. I got to believe that movie. Um, I have to believe that, that that movie connected with both of us on some level. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with it. And, and I'll kick it to you real quick. The biggest thing for me when metalheads are portrayed in movies is how well that is done because it is almost never nailed. It is almost, it, it's typically very cliche. And like, if you don't like metal and you, and you were in school with one 20 years ago, this is how you remember them is almost how they're portrayed. You know, like I'm thinking of movies like Airheads, things of that nature. Um, but sure. now there was a recent movie called Lords of Chaos where one of the Culkin brothers um, was the lead character was fucking amazing. Hesher. Because I never watched it. Oh yeah. I, I look it, it's not like the book at all. It's more it's more comedic. It's, it's actually more in the vein of this movie. The book is very serious and, and it's almost I expected something more documentarian where they take it very they, they it's if you can put a light spin on murdering bandmates and burning churches, they do it. Um, so it's a black metal movie. Yes, it's a black metal movie. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, about church burnings by metal black metal bands in Norway. Um, nice. The book is amazing too, by the way. I, I, I was uh, surprised they made a movie out of it, but really just seeing one of the Culkins like spot on nail what a metal head is. And then uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt uh, played one in the movie Hesher, which is. What is the matter with you? I don't know what. You need to pay attention when you are driving a fucking car. Yeah, I think I can be some help here. Oh, I saw the whole thing. She was just sitting there and you backed right into her. I what? I don't know what's wrong with you, man. Why would you back into a car? It's fucking retarded. I don't know what you're talking about. Why don't you probably start talking about paying for her damages? Look at this shit. I did not back into her. I got... You call me a fucking liar? Look, I don't... I... What is going on here? Oh, sounds like you're calling me a fucking liar. No. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, I don't want any trouble. You don't want any trouble? No. I think you do, Miss Piggy. If you haven't seen that, Bushy, I, you hands down have to see it. I've, Especially, I've never even heard of that. Oh, yeah, Hesher. H, it, 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 and the logo is like a Metallica logo spelled Hesher. Um, nice. It's definitely out on streaming services. I bought the Blu-ray after I saw it because I'm like, well, I have to own this forever. It is the best portrayal of a metal guy. And again, you're thinking of the guy who is the kid on Third Rock from the Sun. And right. he is just killer in it. But I felt the same way about the two main characters in this movie, except for like, it was actually more the relationship. You had one metalhead and one, this is the only friend I have, so I'm going to drag him into being a metalhead. Right. Let me kick it to you and give me uh, your thoughts on, on the movie overall. Anything you want to talk about there? I kind of thought about the drummer kid as kind of what I was, because I was kind of the jock. Mm. They could hang out with anybody in school, but underneath it, I was already a metalhead. I was already listening to all that stuff. Uh, the guitar player, the other main character, he almost, I don't like to use the word trigger because mm. I hate that word. <laughs> it, it goes against everything I believe in to say trigger. Well, you know what? Uh, blame the right for that because that word is thrown around nonstop by them. Oh, so. it's ridiculous. I I'm hate with hearing you. it. I'm with you. But, but the... Out. The fact of that matter is, and yes, it is. The fact of that matter is that I had a singer because because I'm a guitar player, you know, and I used to do the band thing, you know, the local scene, and I had a singer that I had the best chemistry with. But this guitarist reminds me of this singer, <laughs> you know, because he's just way too serious, way too dramatic. <laughs> 
And he's like, we're going to rule the world. And I'm like, dude, we're trying to get a $300 gig at a bar this week. (laughs) We're not playing Madison Square Garden. Calm down. And, uh, but maybe that's why I liked it so much is because I could relate to that guy and the turnaround because later in life, this guy has done that turnaround. There's so much about that show that I liked. I, I really expected it to suck. Same here. I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought it was going to be horrible. The emotion was great. The soundtrack was ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely on, ridiculous. Amazing. Total homage to '80s metal. A little bit of '90s mixed in. And the fact that his kids today say, "Look, this is your Bible. Go study this," or "This is your history lesson." And it, right off the top, you know, Black Sabbath War Pigs. I'm like, oh, oh shit. I, I, I thought it was phenomenally well acted, and the cameo didn't hurt. I'm not a big cameo guy. I think there it's it's um it's a cheap trick basically to get people go. Oh, did you see that? Almost like the end credit scenes in Marvel movies. I'm like, it's been done. Let's fucking move sure. on. But I like the cameo in this one. I really did. That just made me so happy. I yeah. was like, fuck, Baco. We have absolutely nothing to talk about. <laughs> no, it, I was ready to, like I said, I went into this with the idea that I wasn't really going to care for it that much. You know, whatever. It's on Netflix. Let's. We got nothing to watch tonight, honey. Let's throw this on. Um, right. I like the, because um, right away I'm like, how the fuck does this kid have all this fucking gear all and he's got that car. He's got fucking personalized Iron Maiden license plates, and like I, I immediately just like flash back to like other movies. I'm like, they're never gonna explain that. They explain that pretty early in the movie. Basically, I don't want right. to ruin it for people, but to me, that really was like, holy crap, this might be a legit movie. They actually address this glaring problem. Like it's like, okay, well that's how he gets all this stuff. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I have, just like you, I was in in one of my very oldest friends. We were the only two guys who liked kissing grade school. Um, and he was that guy, man, so much. And I, in my experience, I'll tell you this, it sounded like your friend had a different, uh, end, but like this guy is still that fucking guy, man. He's still living at home. I'm like. And he's still like that, like you said, so dramatic. And he he'd always be like, you know, like just we're gonna rule the world, you know. And you and me, we bury people every time we walk into a room. And then you you get older, and you're like you're trying to make friends and get laid. And it's like this guy is you know the the you know you're, you're he's cramping my style. He's, he's my plus one. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, um. And and our relationship ended up getting talk. We were he was in uh, the band right before Jesus Chrysler, and I basically <laughs> there was this incident, and I said, guys, it's either him or me. And I thought they were going to choose him because he's a better guitar player than I am. And they were right. like, ah, I guess he's out of the band. And I was like, wait a second, the world is normal. Um, but but our friendship too. It wasn't just the band. We had this this big history and. Um, and I, he never came out of it. And, uh, I, it just, it was a toxic relationship that like, cause there's sides too, that I miss about that guy that, that there, there's some really strong sure. qualities, like the ability to spin, like, you know, out of like a fucking horrible situation and, and not let it drag you down too much. Like when that, that kid gets attacked and they cut his hair. Right. So when, right. the next thing you know, he's like just shaving his like that look metal, you know, instead of like, you know, 
facing up, but the the scene where he goes to the, the wedding and how the security guy handles it. This is private property. My drummer's in there. I'm going in. No, you ain't. Get the hell out of here. Who are you to stop a man who strives with gods? The guy just basically taps him in the nuts with his flashlight and he goes down. If you haven't watched Metal Lords, I will tell you the corpse paint, it's 30 seconds. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> who are you to stop a man who strives with gods? It's much better than Trick or Treat, which is my all-time 80s horror film. You know, with the cameos by Gene and Ozzy. Oh, man, I think I love that better. <laughs> Probably for nostalgic reasons, though, because I still watch that a lot. Uh, so do I. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, both Ozzy and Gene, but they didn't—they didn't play themselves. They played right. characters. I am all for that. It's when they just show up and it's like, "Hey, Rob Halford. Hey, kid in the hot tub." Which, by the way, still worked in this one, but it but did. too often, you know, it's just it's some kind of unnecessary callback to get people, you know, instant. What do they call that? Uh, instant uh, nostalgia or something like that. Uh, I can't remember right. the, the phrase for it, but no, no, I, I definitely think you're right, and I love oh, Bushy, the bass player tryout where that guy shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Been look there, that McKagan. inappropriate dude. <laughs> we had a bass player tryout in Jesus Christ or with this guy. We ended up calling him the Silver Fox. He didn't make, he didn't join the band, but like he was now he wasn't grinding up on us, but he had like this all like you know, he's just getting a little it's like, dude, we're just trying to, you know, see if you can play and he's just like, whoa, like he's on stage, you know? And like he 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 was a Texan and like he he like opens up. You remember those coin purses that were made of rubber? They're kind of oh, oval. Yeah. He kept it's his guitar picks in that, and he he uh, opens it up and just dumps a pile of guitar picks on his, his amp. And he goes, "That's what we call the Texas drop." Like you have a fucking name for dumping guitar picks on your <laughs> amp? Uh, oh, that's hilarious. Speaking of picks, I love that the doctor later on pulls out his wallet. It hands the oh, dude a pick. Brought that up. Because you're a guitar player. Come on, which of us? I haven't played a guitar since uh, Deveo was maybe nine or ten months old. Because apparently bringing in $300 a night <laughs> <laughs> wasn't good. I mean, I had to split that amongst three guys. But apparently that was no good. I was having too much fun on the weekends. Mm. I'm guessing that's more... Staggered in at four o'clock in the morning in New York, <laughs> <laughs> drunk out of my mind. No more of this. The band is done. Blah, go. No, the the whole pick thing. Every guitar player holds a pick or has a, has a pick in their wallet. Every single one of us. I haven't played in. Well, she's sixteen now. <laughs> I still have a guitar pick in my wallet. Now you there, say you haven't played like literally haven't picked up a guitar. You or you mean like in a band? Uh, a little bit of both. I have picked up. Since she was a year old, I've picked up a guitar maybe three or four times. Okay. I probably is, do that three or four times a week. So, Yeah. I don't even have one anymore. No. I got a couple <laughs> extra. If one. you want, I can send you one. But <laughs> could always take one. That's, that's my graduation gift. When my daughter graduates high school, I plan on getting a half stack and oh, a right guitar on. again. 
but I got to get her out. Go live your life so Dad could try to live vicariously <laughs> through his old records and get off my lawn. And can I remember how this lick goes? And do I have calluses anymore? <laughs> it's it's going to be ugly. That would be interesting because I've had calluses basically since the age of 16. And uh, I don't. We're not talking about the palm of your hand, Baca. Oh, yeah. Well, a little earlier for that area. Uh, <laughs> I think I started playing guitar at 15 or 16. I can't remember exactly. But uh, uh, yeah, it's weird because, like, like, those first couple years, there's times where it actually is painful. Yes. Um, and now it's just like, you know, you, you don't touch it for a couple weeks. They're still fucking there. But uh, when I was turning 16, my dad asked me uh, what I wanted for my 16th birthday. And he, he led with this. I'm not going to buy you a car. Well, I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I knew that. And he could have afforded it, you know, but he said. Uh, oh, you're a rich kid. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I grew up. Well, I wasn't rich, but dad <laughs> managed money well. And he'd right, been in right. the army no, his whole life. You know, he was just, <laughs> he wasn't. He didn't mess up his credit, I guess is the best way to say no, it. I was just making kind of a dumb joke, but. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it was a good joke. <laughs> I haven't heard rich kids since I was in high school. So. <laughs> I've never had that phrase level thrown at me. So, oh yeah, I had the best. Oh wait, I should say by my my sisters, my my younger sister now maybe. Um, she uh, apparently every time she needs money thinks I'm loaded. So anyway, well sure, you know, come on, you're Baco. <laughs> but no, Dad was like, I want to buy you a 22 rifle. I'm like, I don't care about a rifle. I can get a gun anytime. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know the gun laws in New York at the time. <laughs> Maybe I should have taken the rifle. Okay. I asked him for a uh, guitar, guitar lessons. You know, because I was, dude, I was deep. And I, if, if I wasn't playing sports, I was in my room listening to records and then tapes and then CDs. He, he said, you'll never stick with it. I bought my first guitar when I was 18 years old. And I didn't put it down until I was 31. Okay. And it was only because I wasn't allowed to play anymore. Yeah. Yeah, well, you so know, you understand, Bushy. Some people run their house and some run around their house. I run my house, so <laughs> I, I still play guitar. Uh, <laughs> man, I was uh, a kid. Giving a hard time. And... <laughs> yeah, I was giving a hard time, man. <laughs> look, look, Baco, you know as well as I do, the holder of the nookie makes the rules. Yeah, sometimes. And my ex is Puerto Rican. Look, them bitches will cut you. They will pull a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a knife pulled on me. <laughs> uh, not if they knew you were. Hey, they wouldn't fucking fuck with Bushy if they knew he was from South Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Coming to Tennessee. Coming to Tennessee. Uh, well, let's uh, back to the movie. You mentioned uh, jo Joe Manganiello is his name. Now he played a yeah. metalhead. I can't. God, I can't remember the name. It's a movie about a uh, that takes place kind of uh, in the eighties. It's 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 a Smiths. The Smiths. Easy for me to say. That band. A fan of the Smiths. He takes over a radio station and forces jo a metal station that Joe Man Manginello, uh is the DJ at and forces him to play the Smiths all night. There is a young man in the radio station pointing a gun. So um, for the rest of the night, I will be bringing you the music of the Smiths. Don't touch that dial. 
So I was curious if he was a metalhead, and apparently he went on an interview. Uh, my my wife texted me a couple days later after watching that movie and saying he was just on Ellen, and he confirmed it. No, really. Here's the funny part of this story: is that like I call him because of his dumb name. I like him largely because he was on How I Met Your Mother, one of my favorite TV shows. Uh, that's how I first got to know him, and he's like now banging uh, Sofia Vergara, which you know, all props, bro. Um, but uh, she's Puerto Rican. Run, Joe, run, <laughs> run Joe. <laughs> the Spanish blood. Uh, but but I call him Joe Mangello. He was also in like uh, 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 Magic Mike, so Mangello, kind of that. That, like, you know, candy thing. Um, I get a text from my wife saying, Joe Mangello, and she spelled out man and jello. And I just I, I put a smile on my face. I'm like, <laughs> just, Absolutely. for years, she just heard me call him Joe Mangello. And she's just like, like, I don't know what his name is. I'm just going to say Mangello. He'll know what I'm talking about. segue to another movie that's not made yet and that is Spinal Tap 2. A lot of people seem to be really in favor of this and I'm like, why God, why? Can can I give you an unpopular metal opinion? Yes. I don't think Spinal Tap's that great a movie. I liked it a lot at the time. Right. I don't think it holds up. Um, especially, maybe it's because we've both been in bands. It uh, it's like well, it, you know, and also because it, like you know, I talked about how I don't care for um, cameos. I'm not a big sure. fan of like uh, things that get dumbed down to just a catchphrase. You know what I mean? Like you know, to me, then you're basically Belky. You know, if it's yeah. just, so, and it's like this one goes to eleven. Fucking hilarious T-shirt, bro. Uh, you know, so I. Yeah. Aside from that, you know what? I think it had its moment. And even if you do love it, it's like kind of like one of those things. It's like, why do we keep going back instead of moving forward? That movie was made by moving forward. If you liked it, why do you want to rehash it? And that is something with our generation that drives me fucking nuts. You know, it's, it, it's just like, let's do another Ghostbusters. Let's do another all this stuff. You know, it's just like, and it almost is never good, and it's often bad. And this just seems like I. 
First of all, I'm not a big fan of the people who made the movie. Uh, Rob Reiner, as far as like the, the work he's done um, in movies, not my favorite guy. Uh, Michael McKeon, I find I just can't not see him as Lenny from Laverne and Shirley. Uh, and right. the other two guys, I just, I don't know. Well, the one guy is like a Simpsons voice guy now. Um, and, and, and uh, Nigel Tufnell, uh, but that's probably the, the Spinal Tap name. But, you know, it's just, to me, some of the stuff like was, was, was better at the moment. The music in general is, is like, I can't stand it. I, I think it's like, if this is funny to you still, it's funny when you hear it and watch it in the movie. But when you buy that fucking CD and play it in your car or whatever, there's something messed up with you, man. I'm kind of with you, Bushy. I don't think I didn't think we were gonna bash the original one. I'm bashing the idea of doing a sequel, but it turns out we both hate it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the original. Were there funny moments? Yes. Yeah. Are there are there funny moments still now? Yes, of course. The whole roaming around the hallway scene is fucking brilliant. That was the first thing there. that came to mind. Yeah, it, it's a great scene. The Stonehenge thing. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's based funny. based on a true story with Black Sabbath. But it went right. it went the other way where they couldn't fit it. Couldn't fit it at the arena <laughs> because of a note on a fucking napkin. But it's there's no need to do a Spinal Tap two. Uh, when Spinal Tap came out, at least metal was quote unquote per the critics relevant. Yeah. Uh, and and I hate uttering these words. I kind of want to shoot myself in the face. Metal's not relevant right now. So to do that movie is strictly a cash grab. It's strictly a cash grab. Who cares? Who cares what this band's doing all these years later? Nobody cares because it was a stupid rockumentary, you know, fakeumentary. Yeah. <laughs> it had its moments. Let it be. I can go back and watch that once every couple of years. It's not like a yearly watcher or some movies that I'll watch like six, eight times a year. <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's like Kiss Me, the Phantom of the Park. Oh, when when we watched that at Rocket Pod, that's the first time I had seen that since probably '93. That was the first time I had seen it since probably the previous Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You're an Elder fan, mm -hmm. so I'm a I'm gonna let that watching <laughs> that Phantom of the Park thing slide. Oh God, <laughs> you don't have to, man. Come at me, bro. <laughs> I can take it's it. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, but it's a good bad, and the th it's even it's even better because like it's one of those good bads that was like unintentionally like this is this is the type of thing that it, a genre was developed because of movies like these. People make movies intentionally bad now. Um, yeah, but Hardware Wars was done better. Okay, and it was much shorter. Hardware Wars. Yeah, it was a uh, Star Wars spoof that came out. It was oh. all over HBO. Uh, the stormtroopers were white waste baskets. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Chewbacca was a puppet. All right, I'm gonna it write was... this down. Now I gotta see that. Oh, it's on YouTube. It's it's great. Get back to me on it. I gotta know if you like it. Yeah, no, that sounds right up my alley. Uh... <laughs> yeah, or yeah, I've seen some of the movies you talked about on uh on your show with LC. It's like yeah. oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not gonna watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! No, Final Tap Two. There's there's no reason for. It. I would rather see a rock star too. Oh, that's how. I hope that you mean that. That's how bad you think it is. 
because the original Rockstar is one of those movies that pissed me off because like it's not like that. This is insulting. Let's stop it. No, no. This is this is like like rock stars on the other extreme. <laughs> it's like everything you heard about the '80s. They're like, okay, let's blow it up to a hundred and make this as ridiculous as it could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, I, <laughs> I hate, I hate that it. fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's a great example because, like, it's like I'm sitting there going. Tribute bands didn't exist in 86. There wasn't fucking no. bands doing this then. No, they were called cover bands. They'd cover songs. Well, they would cover songs, but they wouldn't go, but all right, we a are a thing. Judas Priest tribute act or a Kiss. You know, yes. that stuff came in the 90s, man. And and, and to me- it, it was still Dragon, not Priest. Well, you know what exactly? Does, I'm <laughs> pick, pick your poison there. It was a key right. plot point to the movie- Yes. That didn't fucking have. It was like watching Rock of Ages when it's like they start the movie going, it's the summer of 1987. And then you go to a record store and they're featuring an album that wasn't released then. Nobody said you have to put the words July 1987 at the beginning. You chose to fucking do that. So now you need to fucking stick to the timeline. <laughs> They could have just said it was the 80s. <laughs> uh, I'm also guilty of loving Rock of Ages. Oh, my wife, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'll take that over fucking Rockstar 10 out of 10 days of the week. <laughs> There's 10 days now. <laughs> I could watch them back to back. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. Rockstar is so dumb. It is just insulting. I, I love that movie. It, it, but I you love it because you kind of see Jennifer Aniston... Yeah, in a way that makes you feel nice. Oh, yeah. Well, she made me feel nice on Friends. Fair it enough. was obviously always cold in the studio. <laughs> Not for Phoebe. <laughs> That's true. They put too many clothes on her. Yeah, yeah. She, I always thought she was the prettiest. Uh, like, no, look, I, they were all very pretty. Even, even, uh, even Matt even, LeBlanc. Even, I was going to say Ross. <laughs> Okay. Oh boy. Something that uh, is is also breaking in the news right now that that I'm not really sure where to go with all this stuff. But Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, this whole thing is kind of blowing up a second time, which is kind of kind of catching me a little off guard. Like why we care more now than then. I'm having a hard time like being like hardline like this is the the good side, this is the bad side. I'll 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 say 
from the little I've paid attention to, I think Johnny comes off a little more believable. Um, all these weird details, though, came out uh, in their original trial, which was about something else. I can't remember, but this is a, a defamation suit that Johnny brought, and then she kind of countersued. Um, right. But the best thing that came out of this is that I got a new term for taking a shit a la Johnny Dump, and that is dro- uh, dropping a grumpy. Uh, I, I now prefer that as my favorite. When If I have to go take a shit, I go drop a grumpy. I was really thinking you were going to go dropping a herd. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- this thing, I'm conflicted because we all remember the Me Too movement and believe all women. Yeah. And there, dude, there's guys out there to get beat on and they take it to keep their families together or whatever. Uh, I've been involved in that kind of situation in life where everything in you says, you know what? You've taken enough punches. You need to punch, but you don't. Right. Um, the Me Too movement said, believe all women. And this is one of those cases where it's like, it's kind of shining a light on something that guys don't talk about because, well, guys our age, I mean, younger guys, they'll talk about it and cry on your shoulder. But <laughs> us older guys, we come from a generation where you hold that crap in, you go to work, you come home, you take care of your family, you deal with whatever you have to deal with. Now that leads to junkies, alcoholism, <laughs> whatever, but nobody's getting hurt except for the guy that's getting hurt. The other thing I think it shows is that, man, these guys are just really, really toxic for each other. I think that's a better takeaway because uh, I don't necessarily agree with your your synopsis of the Me Too movement. I think um, it is pretty... I, I think it's difficult to to make a, a significant argument that women haven't been marginalized and pushed aside and basically almost been incentivized to just shut up. I wouldn't say that. And if, and if you took it that way, then I definitely apologize. I, I'm just, maybe I'm clarifying that because I, I, I didn't want it to, to, to be something that hung over this. You did, you definitely did not say that. But the, the, the Me Too movement isn't about saying believe all women no matter what. The Me Too movement is we need to start listening to women and digging into it a little bit. That's how I would personally describe it. And I, I don't, I don't, th- I don't want to just disparage it. Um, no, that, that I absolutely agree okay. with. Get to the meat and potatoes of the situation. Yeah, and and you know what? Um, as 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 men, yeah. I look. I've been in a toxic relationship. I I, I not to the level that that I'm seeing here. And you know, and I got out of it. But you know, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have a, a, a my girlfriend call me at work and start a fight with me on the phone, and and just trying to deal with that. And just how quickly you all of a sudden yourself are acting in an inappropriate manner. It's like Absolutely. rather than hanging it up. Um. So I can kind of relate to that, and maybe part of that is like why I kind of like see what, like I think Johnny comes off just more believable. But I don't know, and I and I don't. I'm, I, thankfully, I don't have to make a decision in the fucking matter. I do For think real. some of the, some of the reactions are a little too blanket and reactionary. This is the right. This is the wrong. I think these are two people who should have kept their fucking business private and moved on when they broke up. Breaking up was probably the healthiest thing for both of them. Um, yes. And I think they both played roles. And again, when we're done talking here, Bushy, I'm going to have to at least drop two grumpies now. <laughs> I, <laughs> two grumpies, no herds. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to drop a herd. I'm going to drop a grumpy. Uh, and then we can both sound an amber alert. Uh, how about that? We can toss in another nice. little pun. Yeah. Nice. 
Although I don't want kids taken, so <laughs> <laughs> Amber Heard shows I got, up. I, I got to tell you, you this. I, I guess what bothers me the most about it is that uh, Johnny Depp lost work. He lost work. A character he created, Disney has fired him from. Now I hope they pull their head out of their there asses. There's a and lot hire of shit back. though that that have nothing to do with Amber Heard that went into that decision. There it could be. He no, maybe there, there's difficult. stuff on the record that. Yeah. Uh, See, I have a research. Look, I am really easily entertained. Yeah. I will watch a movie if it's good. And uh, I don't know a lot about Johnny Depp outside. I I like watching him rock on stage with Alice Cooper. I'm like, oh, shit, this guy plays guitar. He's me. Uh, I do not agree with this petition going around that has over two million signatures wanting to pull Amber Heard off of Aquaman 2. I am not a fan. And you came on my show to discuss Mm -hmm. this kind of thing. I am not a fan of canceling anybody. If you want to cancel somebody, you know, go vote with your wallet. Don't go see the movie. Right. But there's a lot of us. That was a good character. I'd like to see her in a bigger role and see how that character develops. None of this should have should have any anything to do with the fact that she's an artist. He's an artist. I'm still going to see their art. You know, it's really that simple. People that I don't agree with every day, I still want to see their art because I enjoy their art. These people should have broke up well before they (laughs) did. (laughs) And they definitely shouldn't be airing all their dirty laundry. I agree with you. Johnny Depp comes off a lot more believable. All of the footage I've seen of, of, you know, Miss Amber Heard, man, it seems like it's acting it seems very contrived. Some of it even seems plagiarized. <laughs> I I still have to go back <laughs> and see if some of these stories are actually true because, you know, you get a meme, <laughs> you have to go research to find out if that's actually what was said. Right. And well, like you, buddy, you're Republican. I work, I work Almost everything day. you guys share is fake, so. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lordy. Because Rachel Baddow said so. Yes. Uh, I don't even know who that is, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I just had to get my stupid shot back. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. It's, it's, Everybody's uh, going to be like. I'm going to go. She must be CNN or something like that. <laughs> uh, well, MSN, uh, NBC. But hey, I was close. Right on. Every, everybody's going to come to you and say, dude. Who's this Nazi you had on the show? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, just not right. <laughs> I, well, I think most of our listeners know you. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, I got no problem with that, I guess. Uh, I, I, we're not. Uh, no, no, I'm not a Nazi. Don't say you don't have a problem with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have no problem with people calling you a Nazi. That's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, fair enough. I'm not going to argue that. Ian's, Wadzilla's called me worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is, well, he's called everybody worse. Uh, yeah. And I love that guy too. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's more liberal than I am. Um, but uh, oh, he's batshit crazy. But I love him. Batshit crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like edit it out, edit it out. Yeah, no, uh, I I um Bushy the, the well that was I'm a getting... great kiss. That was a kiss exposed fucking <laughs> reference. Enter, oh. <laughs> just so that I can prove to you nerds that I am in fact a Kiss fan. Yeah, you know, people to question you on that they do they they do me all the time, but only because I have honest opinions about them. 
Right, because you like the elder, and I like the elder, and I get shit on for it too. Oh, I didn't know we were Brett. I thought you were going a different direction. Uh, if no, no, I was trying to compliment you. Mm. It's a we fabulous a, record, man. It's, it's we did a top five Kiss records episode with Chris Sinzak. The elder was my number two, and I have to hear about it every single week. Okay, that is ridiculous. I, that is that is well, fucking ridiculous, Bushy. I like that album that much. <laughs> wow, I like it a lot, man. Um, I, I I still listen to it a couple times a year. Um, yes. I just I just overpaid for the picture disc that just showed up uh, seven months later. Um, I heard about that. That's I, great. I'm not a picture disc guy either. That's how bad I like this record. I like I literally never buy picture discs because I they sound like shit, and I like to play my vinyl. Um, right. But I'm like, it's see, the I would elder. assumed it would be much higher on your list. It's definitely top ten, but okay, fuck, well, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, and, and I don't agree with Paul Stanley. Like, it's a good record, just not a good Kiss record. Fuck you, you, you tried something different, man. I tell exactly. you, Bushy, I think Unmasked is some of their best songwriting. Oh. Uh, those songs are catchy as fuck. The, the some are better than others. The, the, my least favorite Kiss song might be on there, Shandy, but I think if that had fucking beefed up production, Kiss fans would have a different opinion of it. If it had uh, guitars and um, take the keyboards out, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's like I hate that album. Hate, huh? Wow. Yeah, I, I was I was with you. I hate Unmasked every bit as much as I hate um, Tears Are Falling. I don't hate and Tears I'm, Are Falling, but that record is not good. No, Asylum's great, except for Tears wow. Are Falling. Wow, <laughs> God, we got a lot of different kids. Like, it's like it's the elder, and then it's like it's, it's that little middle circle, and then everything else is around it. So uh, <laughs> I'm guessing you like Monster and Sonic Boom, too, then. <laughs> Love Monster, hate oh, Sonic Boom. Man. Monster is definitely better than the two. Um, I'll tell you this: Monster has softened on my opinion. The Monster has softened in the last, I don't know, five or six years, to where it's now ahead of Asylum. On like, like I like it better than Asylum. Asylum, Monster, and Sonic Boom are the three worst Kiss records. Okay, so it's moved up two spots. Well, Mon one Monster one spot. Sonic Boom is the worst. Yeah, you, it's right. fucking okay. garbage. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Monster, what I like about Monster is they were a band making an album. Mm -hmm. Sonic Boom was Kiss trying to be hotter than hell Kiss. Mixed with some rock and roll over Kiss. And it didn't work. Well, it, it didn't work, horrible. but yeah, not for the reasons you said. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to recapture the 70s. What did you hear there? I like that I, modern day Delilah, and after that, there's not a lot on there. I heard Asylum. I heard Asylum. I really did. There were so many times I was listening to that record, going, "This," <laughs> and I know they said they were going back to the '70s. I'm like, I think you guys got stuck in some kind of like DeLorean time loop where you got jammed into 1985. <laughs> uh, I, I to me that record did not. It sounded really un, uninspired. Now, the, one thing that helps Monster out a lot is I think. Um, uh, Hell or Hallelujah is one of their. It, it, it is. It's a fucking killer fucking track. And, it's and, a classic Kiss opener if you think about it. Yes, and and it like I was so excited. I was because I was so bummed after Sonic Boom that that was how it opened, and then the rest of it reminded me of Sonic Boom. 
that has changed a little bit over the years as, as I've kind of given it. Because I'm also a glutton for punishment. I'll go back and I'll still fucking spin that shit that I hate. But uh, uh, <laughs> Asylum, I don't need to because I listened to it a lot back in the day. I, I know it well enough. But Wow. I'll go to Asylum and uh, Animalize before I'll go to Creatures or Lick It Up. Mm. Lick It Up is a top three record. Top three? Mm-hmm. I think it. I my 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 three favorites. Oh, it has to be hotter than hell. One rock and roll over two. Look it up three. Nice. Yeah. I don't remember my list, but I know the 1974 debuts number one, mm-hmm. and it's probably for nostalgia reasons. Sure. Uh, uh, the that, elder is definitely number two, and I don't remember <laughs> what number three was. Well, mine changes. You know what I mean? I like I, the the reality oh, is every I, day. I listen to all the records at some point. Yes. Pretty regularly. Because well, uh, we're Kiss nerds, and that's what Kiss nerds yeah. do, Baco. And again, the, those three that I mentioned are the only three that I don't like. The rest of them I all like, and I'm, my mood will, will shift them up around. But it is amazing how much I go back to The Elder. But I think I was deprived. I couldn't listen to it for 10, 15 years of my life. You know what I mean? It just wasn't available anywhere, and that was... After my parents' divorce, and we couldn't afford five dollars for a record, Jason, you know, it's sure. Like, uh, <laughs> and then, and then by the time I had my own paper out two years later, that was it was gone like Sasquatch crossing the highway. It's like that's man. I tell you what, I understand because uh, when I heard the Elder, like Crazy Nights was the number one album, or, or was the album that was out. And yes, that was I'm the big- first time you heard it, huh? Yeah. Wow. Because 87, you got to remember, 87, I was, what, 15? Yep. 12? I don't know. 75 or 85, I would have been 10. Okay, yeah, 12. Okay. And uh, I was already a Kiss fan because third grade, eight years old, I was handed Kiss records. Yeah, that's a good point. So 87 is the first Kiss I'm seeing new Kiss. At that point, I'm also starting to earn an allowance and able to go out and buy my own stuff. And I was buying everything Kiss. Everything Kiss. And I put in The Elder, and I don't know, man, it, it just worked. It worked. Now, back then, you could not have told me that Unmasked was a bad album. Oh, yeah. As I've gotten older, I have really soured on Unmasked. That's me with Asylum. I, I would have heaped praise on it in 85, 86. Sure, sure. No, I get it. Like Chris and Mike were mad at me. I didn't pick Rock and Roll Over number one. I'm like, uh, mainly because it didn't make my top five. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's not even in your top five, huh? No. Huh. Wow. I, I'm a bigger fan of '80s Kiss. <laughs> well, you know, and that, that, that's that. It's weird for me when people say that stuff, but you know, I've been a fan. I started in '77. Right. So my perspective is a little different. Um, so I, at the same time, I get it. Like I like Crazy Nights, but I don't think it's very good. Um, like I, I think Paul Stanley has like one or two songs, and then like I think Gene's '80s output is actually much stronger than Paul likes to tell the story. Wouldn't uh, disagree. Um, that 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 said, I think I like Animalize a lot. Um, I like Hot in the Shade a lot. And like I said, I still oh, like good. Another hot in the shade fan. Glad yeah, to no. hear. Um, yeah, I, I, that, that, that that album gets crapped on a lot. I really don't get it. Um, maybe a little too bloated, but whatever. You, you gave me a CD for the same price, and I got four songs extra. What, it, it, especially at that time in my life, I can deal with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Revenge, I think actually, uh, 
it's a great album, but um, I don't think that's held up that well. I think it sounds dated, and some of the songs aren't as strong as I remember. Um, at the same time, still love it. Definitely some of the songs. The, the songs I go to on Revenge are like Spit. I always like Spit. It's a great song. Got old you know, Heart of Crow. I think it's a great song. I mean, Unholy, come on. That, yeah, that, I mean, that un- might be the greatest Gene song ever. It, and it, War Machine and God of Thunder are really good. Honestly, between Unholy and Domino, what a fucking comeback for Gene. Oh, I mean, just, Domino's uh, sexy as hell. Yeah, and I even like I Just Want It, even though it's a fucking ripoff of uh, Summertime Blues. Yeah, I see. I don't like I Just Wanna. Man, I remember. <laughs> here's, a, here's a fucking tangent It's, for it's you. better than the rap song off of Lick It Up, though. Um, there is this guy. Remember, remember, you know what? He was friends with that friend uh, that reminded me of the Metal Lords guy. We're, okay. We're just going to call him Garrett. Well, Garrett had a friend named Dave. Now, Dave was always a dick to me, and I don't know why. And uh, the three of us decided to go to a titty bar. And we were playing. And Dave also hated Kiss uh, and didn't understand why Garrett and I liked Kiss. That was the only one thing he would be a dick to Garrett about was that we both like Kiss. And we're playing, right. Revenge was just recently out, and we're, we're driving to the, the, the place uh, uh, in, uh, I think it's called, shit, can I remember the name of the strip bar I went to in Mankato, Minnesota? Someplace else, I think it was called. Uh, first time I saw it, 18 pounds of ice in a urinal for no reason. Uh, and <laughs> so we're listening to Revenge, and Take It Off comes on, and, and Dave is actually literally like using this moment to go to a strip club to talk about how stupid and lame this song is going to a strip club. Well, it turns out Dave was one of those guys who fell in love with the stripper and thought the stripper actually liked him, and she happened to, the one that, that took a... Took to took a shining to him when he was putting his money up there. Uh, happened to dance to take it off, and on the way back home, Dave had a much different opinion of Kiss. <laughs> oh, take it off! Such a great tune. Oh God, I, I don't know about that. It's not bad. <laughs> it's That's all right. a great tune. I I dated a stripper in Canada. That's weird. I don't recommend it. Yeah, and, uh, it's definitely, gotta be rough. <laughs> definitely never go to the club when she's working. <laughs> it's just none of it is good. <laughs> no, dating a porn star is cool, but not a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't do that either. No, no way, man. I just, uh, oh god. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't share. <laughs> I don't play well with others, you know. <laughs> Well, my favorite guitar player um, and your favorite guitar player recently got into a pissy match with each other. And by pissy match, I mean one loudmouth jackass took some unnecessary cheap shots that nobody asked him about. And then a few months later, the person he attacked was asked about it and she responded. Uh, and I actually, so I'm talking about Ted Nugent, talking about Joan Jett, and I don't know if they're actually either one of our favorite guitar players. I'm just trying to use that left and right thing. Um, now, Joan <laughs> Jett appeared at like number 87 on Rolling Stone's Greatest Guitar Players, and that uh, was much to the chagrin of uh, the Motor City Madman Ted Nugent, who's a guitar player himself, who did not make the top 100 list. Um, and... And he, he made some comments and basically said she didn't deserve to be on there. And then it said some probably, I don't know, unnecessarily uh, not really on topic critical comments from that point on. And I don't know. I, I liked uh, Finally, uh, Joan Jett was asked about it recently. And she said, well, 
Ted Nugent's got to wake up every morning and live with the fact that he's Ted Nugent. That's punishment enough or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I, look, I, if, I can pull up the article if we need to, but it's out there, people. Uh, you and I both know what we're talking about. Uh, uh, we, we were going to get into this a little bit. What do, what do you think here? Here's where I half agree with Ted. Uh, Ted is a weird stain for me because there, politically he says things I agree with. Politically, he says things I'm like, dude, you're crazy. I'm, I'm with you with your hunting, and I think he's played some of the greatest licks of all time. Yeah. Arguably. Uh, Joan Jett. Should she have been on the uh, <laughs> top 100 greatest guitarists? I, I agree with him. No. No, she's not that great. You got Lizzie Hale. You got... Nita Strauss. There's so many great guitars. So you're, you're you're focusing just on the idea that a woman can play guitar. Well, if it's the greatest guitarist, yeah, but you didn't say like um, like George Lynch. I don't think is on the list. Well, no. Well, he's specifically calling out a woman, so I'm going Fair to compare to other that women. Was the, that was the okay. Okay, yeah. At this point, I'll compare it to other women. Uh, on the grand scheme of things, I mean, you're talking George Lynch and people like this. She's not even close. Should he have said it? No, because I'm pretty sure that that list came out, what, 05 or 10? I mean, it's an old list. I, I'm not going to say because I don't know. Um, if but, if but I remember in, the story right, it's okay. an old list. Yeah, I'll tell you what, and, while, uh, you, while you're talking, I'm going to try to pull it up here. Okay. It was unnecessary, especially when he didn't make the damn list. And Stranglehold alone should have gotten him on the list. <laughs> But he, he understands because he was asked later. He's like, no, I don't care that I'm not on the list. I don't know that I believe that or not because he was crying that she viciously attacked him. This is one of those times when Ted should have just shut the hell up. And instead of one jumping. One of those times. The one time. <laughs> and no, no. I said one of those. I know. Yeah. <laughs> not the one time. There's a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> Ted, you're like, come on, man. Shut up. Or it, as like, they call it in Minnesota, Tuesday. <laughs> well he gets kind of queuing on sometimes and that's fucking insane but this is one of those times that he really should have shut up there's there was no need to disparage joan jett what she's brought to the rock and roll community i mean we all know that in the runaways well lita ford carried that band better than joan jett did as far as guitars go mm -hmm. as far as guitars go i i don't think she's deserving and it's not just because she's a woman. I can, I can name you like four or five women that could take that spot. Yeah. Although they would be higher up. I okay. thought it was just really classless. I, I thought it was really classless. And we all know Ted Nugent's not unknown for being classless. Sure. I haven't been able to find out exactly when this list was made. Um, but uh, Ted Nugent's comment were... Uh, how do you list the top 100 guitar players and not list Derek St. Holmes? How do you do that? You do that by lying. You do that the same way you get Grandmaster Flash in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You do that by lying. You have to be a liar. You have to have shit for brains, and you have to be a soulless prick to put Joan Jett. Love Joan. Some of my greatest memories include lesbians. I love lesbians. It's just a cocktail wonderment. Love Joan Jett. Put another diamond in the jukebox, baby. Another diamond. I don't know if that's a great rock and roller, but as a top 100 guitar player, why don't you list Ricky Medlock or Dave Amato, really, or Dick Wagner? Dick Wagner in the Frost in Detroit with or Mark Farmer, Mark Farner from Grand Funk. Joan Jett is on the list, but not Mark Farner. 
Grandmaster Flash is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but not Grand Funk Railroad. By the way, if Grandmaster Flash is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Joan Jett is on the list of top 100 guitar players, then I'm Caitlyn Jenner's boy toy. And I, not, not, I'm sorry, but he deserves all the blowback he's getting for, yes. for, for, for that. Yes. Out he, of everything he drops you just the read. word lesbian a couple times. It has anything to do with it. Uh, yeah, it's like he it's clearly like has a problem with rap being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as do I. But I don't have that way of phrasing it. Right. Right. No, I. Uh, <laughs> there's three or four sentences in that whole thing you just read mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, keep that. <laughs> <laughs> All, all of that before and everything after is unnecessary. And that's why Nugent gets all the flack he gets, and, and, and deservedly so. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I truth, logic, and common guys. sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I believe in those things. But I don't so know. So do what I. I just don't think Ted knows what those words mean. I, I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was absolutely horrible. Um, and I like Nugent. But man. Nuge, Paul Stanley, Dee Snyder, shut the hell up. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to hear from any of you anymore. Yeah, I I, I don't know about that last comment. Um, I, I think because I don't believe in canceling people, Bushy, like you do. <laughs> well played. <laughs> I didn't say quit playing. I said no, shut. no, I know what you meant. I'm not a big shut up and jam kind of guy. What Ted Nugent is, but he just doesn't take his own advice. Um right. But I will. I'll tell you that. How about this? Let me be an advocate for Joan as a guitar player. Um, I don't know necessarily that I would make a list of 100 greatest guitar players and put her on it. But I will say this: this list, if you look at it, includes guys like Keith Richards, I believe John Lennon, um, and I think when it comes to people with a very myopic view of what a great guitar player is, they think of technical proficiency, leads, things of that nature. But I think we are dismissing that the biggest influence someone like Angus Young had on guitar wasn't his guitar solo on Whole Lot of Rosie. It was the fact that he inspired people like you or myself to pick up a guitar. And that is the rhythm guitar. I think when we make these kind of lists, we dismiss rhythm as a which is 90% of what any guitar player is going to play, if not more. And on that merit, I don't, the problem is like, I'm about as big of a Joan Jett fan as I am a Ted Nugent fan when it comes to the music. I don't really know that much about her other than the t- a couple of hits, right? Sure. Uh, and it uh, uh, turns out she's a lesbian. I did not know that until I read that Ted Nugent comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, oh no, she was. Oh, who was that hottie she was with? Uh, Carmen Electra. I'm just kidding. Like, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> you uh, better know that, damn it, because that's that's a sandwich you want to be in the middle of. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I just think that rhythm guitar uh, can be a very important part of guitar playing. And frankly, it does shape all the sound. And guys like, I shouldn't say guys like, Ted Nugent's comments seem to go against that aspect. If you want to talk about like the proficiency of someone like Eddie Van Halen or a Ted Nugent, she can't probably hold her own in that sense. But you know what? Uh, she maybe, and again, I don't know because I'm just not that big a fan, but, uh, but I am sure. a fan of John Lennon. 
And I, I do think Angus Young's biggest contribution, as great as of, of a lead player he is, is his rhythm playing. Same with Eddie Van Halen. Same with Jakey e. Lee. These guys brought rhythm to a level that that you just didn't hear. And when you heard it, you heard them. Um, and I just think that can be part of the argument when you make a list of the greatest guitar players of all time. It doesn't have to be, can you do a dive bomb while finger tapping? You know, it's funny because I didn't think about that at all. Hmm. I didn't think about that at all. But when it comes to rhythm players, I would put Malcolm Young in there over Joan Jett. Absolutely. Yeah, look, but but again. I, or C.C. DeVille. Who is one of my favorite oh. rhythm guitar players? Man, Bushy, I don't know what we're going to do with that comment. Uh, <laughs> uh, poison. Underrated. Listen to those licks. Those yeah, licks I've, are oh, good. I've, His oh, leads suck. I've listened. I've listened. Uh, only band that had four members. That I'm sorry. Only band that had that massive success that not one member was above mediocre at what they did. See, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. That is all the proof you need. <laughs> that you could do anything. It be whatever you want to be. You know even what? If you don't have talent, you just convinced me. Cece belongs on the list. If he can do it, <laughs> fucking anybody can, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, great. did you I, have I any did not more on this? That to go that way. That was great. <laughs> oh man, uh, Bushy, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, this has been as much fun as I anticipated. So thank you so much for doing this. Uh, this is your chance, man. Let's plug the plug. All right, yeah, the uh, plug podcast, music and more. Uh, it's on Podbean, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it now. Get off my lawn, or wherever you catch your podcasts. Um, Leave us a review. We'd appreciate that because we're small time. Uh, and then I do a radio show, a little radio show, on Saturdays at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Big Bushy Power Hour, thatmetalstation.com. Man, it's a lot of fun because you don't know if you're going to hear Millie Vanilli. You don't know if you're going to hear the heaviest stuff from, like, Testament. Hmm. I'm everywhere in between. It's a good time. And I, I really appreciate you having me on. I feel like I'm, like... I'm in the big time now. I'm hanging out with Baco. <laughs> oh, easy now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your ratings are going to tank. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Well, thank you so much, Bushy. It's always a blast talking to you. Hopefully, we'll get to do an in-person thing here uh, coming again. But uh, do you want to get out of here? Yeah, man. Let's get out of here. All right. Rock is not dead. Blame it on the millennials. <laughs>
32 years of New York. Really? <laughs> and okay. I was with I was a I was with a Puerto Rican woman <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> You've mentioned that a few times. <laughs> they speak machine gun Spanish. Guess what? Hmm. They speak machine gun English too. Okay. <laughs> but it's more broken. <laughs> no, no. She's fluent. Now her uh. grandfather he made me laugh. He sounded like Tony Montana, which I know is Cuban, but just the way he was a yo Jew, what you doing? <laughs> you know, he was he was very Tony Montana. He was also ninety years old, so maybe he was just speaking slow. I thought it was gonna you're gonna spin it into it was also the money clip and the giant pile of coke on his desk, but <laughs> <laughs> Gods of Metal, forgive me, it's another one by the Smiths. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 